Oh, yeah, man. People's Champ Radio's in the building, man. Roy Mackey Cash. Cash, what's going on over there, dog? Hey, man, it's the, it's the one only, the big homie Cash, man. Um, I just watched a lot of a lot of atrocities last night, man. Um, we got to get into it. Let's get to it, man. We got a lot to get to today. We're going to chop it up about the, uh, hey, Boogie Cousins is back. <laughs> uh, so we're going to get into these Warriors. The Boogie Man. The Boogie, the boogie Man is man. back, right? Uh, the Boogie Man. And to, today, coming up in just a little bit, we got... NFL Championship Sunday, so we definitely got to chop it up, talk about that, get into these predictions, what we're going to see uh, in these games later on today. But before we get to any of that shit, it was a fight last night. Woo! It was a fight last night. When I say a fight, I'm talking about boxing, ladies and gentlemen. Good versus evil. That's what they told me it was, <laughs> that it was good versus evil, and they also said that it was the legend versus the letdown. That's what they need in this hey, fight. Which is a great. Now, whoever said that, like whoever made the little punch line up, the legend versus the letdown, what a punch line, sir. <laughs> the legend versus the late, uh, the letdown. And so Beautiful. Uh, if you've been on Twitter at all, if you're on social media, you know what we're talking about already. We are talking about Manny Pac-Man Pacquiao versus Adrian. I'm not even sure if he's going to still go by the name The Problem Broner anymore, but let's rock with that for now. Um, I mean, he is a problem, though. <laughs> to himself, right? it seems like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a problem. <laughs> so I, I keep that name. because, But that about billions, because I think he has about billions for motions. When you talk about some far-fetched talk, like, my goodness, son, stop it. So let's get to it, though, man. So before the fight last week, I came on. We were chopping it up about the, about the fight. Um, hey, before we get into it, make sure, man, if y'all uh, <coughs> watching us right now, man, we'd appreciate y'all. Man, if y'all jump in the comment section, rate, comment, subscribe, all that fly stuff, man, we back at it. We took off some time uh, on the channel, but we back. We trying to get it popping and growing again, so fuck with us, you dig? Um, yeah, man, so I actually, coming into the fight, I took Broner, um, as you know. Who, who'd, you take, who'd you take Roy Mack? I didn't hear you. You, you a, cut out a little bit. A, B. <laughs> oh, you, you took a, Broner. Okay. A, I, I just B. wanted to make sure that. Hey, you might cut out a little ah. bit. I just wanted to make sure you, you know, all right. All right. Hey, yeah. kind of how all you right. took Bama in the national title. Hey, I took A.B. <laughs> I don't remember that. Hey, play the tape. We, we, hey, we'll pull it up. We, we, we can hey, punch it hey, up. Hey, play the tape. <laughs> you did? I don't remember hey. anything that happened more than a day ago. You <laughs> so did? I wrote with Broner, right? I remember last night. I don't remember me from Bama. You did? I don't remember. I don't and my recall. thoughts behind the whole thing with Broner was, <clears throat> and let me say this, I don't think I was wrong. I don't <laughs> think I was wrong, Cash. <laughs> I do not. Hey, I know I sound like uh, Broner. Hey, I, I sound like Broner right logical, now after the fight. I found bro, <laughs> you're one of the most logical people I know. But at some point, you got to give up on this shit, man. Let me tell you, you why. That, you got to let this thing go. Before we get into the breakdown of the fight, let me tell you why I say I was right. Because what's the first thing I said about that fight? I said this may be an Al Heyman special and the fix might be in. That's what I said. Remember. Hey, one of those scores was silly. I was like, Two what? of those scores were silly. Yeah, it was a yeah, score. Yeah. It was one scorecard that was 117-111 for Pacquiao. <laughs> but then right. there were two cards that were 116-112. Here's what that means. That That's means it, that somebody bro. had that fight 8-4. to four. They gave... That two of those judges gave four rounds to Broner. What that yeah. means is that had Broner, I would love to see what the what their breakdowns are of those rounds because those first three rounds were, re were really anybody's to be had. And basically, pretty much you give him the Pacquiao because he was just more aggressive. He really, I don't know if he even really landed much, but he was just more right. aggressive. So that yeah. means the only reason this was not an Al Heyman special, in my opinion, was because Broner did what Broner has been doing for about the last half a dozen fights, which is basically nothing. 
right? Nothing. Um, yeah. And that's the and, and in my as, opinion, as that's the only did. reason. That's the only reason this was not an Al Heyman special because had he just been a little bit active, they probably bro they gave him four rounds last night. Do you think he? Let me ask you that. Do you think he won four rounds? Yeah, I had him winning two rounds. At best, right? At best. And, and listen, I really had him winning one round, to be honest with you. <laughs> That's what but I'm saying. But I'm saying two because I was like, you know what? Somebody may have saw something at a different that you angle. you didn't see, right? Well, because, look, it, it, I would sound preposterous to say that he won all 12, Manny Pacquiao. Right. But I thought he won all 12. But in reality, in boxing, it's like, yo, you know, I, you know, you get the other guy a round or two based on someone else's point of view. Because um, I heard Dante's Boxing Nation. Um, shout out to Dante. Commentary. Yeah, shout out to Dante's Boxing Nation. I heard his commentary this morning, and, you know, he, he commented on the entire fight. And he was saying that, you know, Adrian was very accurate. He was counterpunching. So I could see someone finding a round or two and giving it to Adrian from that angle. You dig? So, you know, but listen, I had him losing, you know what I'm saying, uh, you know, two rounds to ten. So you know, that's, that's what I right. had to so that's what I'm when I saw that when I heard one sixteen not, not close is the point. When it's I heard one sixteen, one twelve, I was like, damn, had he been even a little bit um uh uh active, he could have got a draw. Right. Which is out listen, that was a, that would have been an Al Heyman special. <laughs> you know, uh, I saw it coming and I was like, he just didn't do enough. Um so let's get right. into the fight, man. Let's get into the fight. Um Yeah, let's get into let's, it. Hey, before we on, get to Broner. Huh? Yeah, go, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, go I was going to say, before we get to Bro, let's talk Pacquiao first, because he won the fight. Um, no, I don't even want to start there. Actually, I want to build up a little bit. Let's okay. start with this undercard. Did you watch that undercard last night? I actually liked I enjoyed the undercard. Bro, I didn't enjoy the undercard, bro. I'm going to be I honest thought, I thought that you. Rasheed Warren fight was, I thought that was a good fight. Those guys are just little. Those are two little guys. They let they were letting their hands go. Um... I thought it was a little entertaining fight. I mean, it was what it was, you know what I'm saying? Those, those guys aren't like, so. Know, Hey, so check it out. So, in my opinion, right, I believe the first fight, uh, Hugo Ruiz yes. versus Alberto yes. uh, Guevara was the best fight. And after that, I thought that Ubali kind of cared that Rasheed Warren. Rasheed Warren was annoying me because I was like, he looked kind of like Adrian Broner, meaning well, they grew he up looked together, apart. So. Yeah, he looked apart physically. I mean, you know, aside from all the other shit that I don't even get into the dog chain and all the Yeah, that was weird. But uh, anyways. Um, shout out to Ohio, right? My goodness. But I, I was watching Rasheed Warren. I was like, bro, why don't you let your hands go? Right? Because that fight looked a lot like the Pacquiao-Broner fight it to did. me. Well, although, one guy, although I would say Rasheed did, did let his hands go a lot more. Right, than a lot did. more than Broner, of course. So, yeah, I mean, you, that's an understatement, right? Because Broner uh, had three body punches, landed the entire fight. But I digress. So the Rasheed Warren, I was a little disappointed because – I felt like, uh, you know, Ubali was the one that was was making the fight look decent because Rasheed Wong was really on, like, the counterpunch defensive. I, I wanted him to be a lot more offensive. Maybe that's not his style, right? I've never seen the guy fight. But so I felt like Ubali carried that fight. If I'm being honest, he brought the action like Pacquiao versus Broder. And the big one I was disappointed with, I told Hooks this was going to be an incredible fight, right? Uh, Badu Jack versus Mark, uh, Marcus Brown. Now, I know Badu got a retard. I mean, that headbutt, bro, yeah, my yeah, yeah. good. But that's a devastating, but that's sick. That, that's a stop-the-fight headbutt, right? Shout-out to the referee for, you know, I mean, my shout-out to Badu Jack for making it through. Shout-out to the referee. Like, bro, you can see this guy's skull almost real yeah. tall. Yeah. I've seen that injury in person before. 
uh, we were playing flag football, and the cat caught the ball, turned around immediately, right? And we had like a little shortstop in, the, in you know what I'm saying, where we were playing at, like right. for baseball. You know, you dig? The little fence and post, and he busts his head wide open, bro. So I seen that in person, and like, bro, he immediately had to be rushed to, you know, the damn emergency room. Right. So the fact that Badu Jack had the same injury, basically, and fought for 12 rounds is unbelievable. Let me say this about the Badu Jack fight real quick, though, Roy Mack. I believe that that Jared Hurd fight took it out of Badu Jack for this fight. It's what people keep saying about the Canelo versus Triple G thing, is that when you have those kind of fights, bro, it, it takes you a while to fully recover to your, you know, your original self. Right. I felt like Badu Jack's legs actually got under him in a later round, which was weird. If it, it looked like he had more confidence and pop in the later rounds than he did in the first few rounds. He came out very lethargic. Brown was bringing a fight to him. And once he got headbutted, maybe like maybe a round or two after he, you know, got, I guess, settled into the fact that he had a damn a dam in the middle of his head leaking. Right. It, it looked like he got confidence and it looked like Brown shut it down. It was one of the oddest fights because I was like, Brown, why would you be shutting it down when this dude is spilling blood by the pint over here? He can't see. You've been dominating him right the first four to five rounds. Like, what is what's going on? I'm like, yo, Brown, did you gas out? Very odd fight, Roy Mack. What say you about the undercard? I enjoyed the undercard. I mean, because it, it for me it was what it was. Uh, I agree with you. The first I mean, listen, fight let me, was. Let me say this been. though. I'm not. I'm not. You know. I don't think the undercard was trash. Right. right I just. Right. I was a little disappointed um, with the Brown Badu Jack fight, and I was a little disappointed in uh, Rasheed Warren's output as well. But go ahead. Yeah. 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 So um, <clears throat> for me, it was like. I think Rashid overthought the fight because that's a guy. It was so much build up as uh, about how Rashid lost to that dude in the, in the Olympics um, previously, and it, you know that was a thing he really wanted to get back and da da da. da. I just think that guy's style and then the way Rashid came into it because it was it was some exchanges in there in which were kind of uncharacteristic of, of the way Rashid Warren typically fights. Um, and so I you know I, I didn't like his game plan. I thought him and Adrian's game plan. I, I agree with you. Seemed to be similar. Um, and I didn't like either game plan. The Badu Jack fight was interesting because Jack is one of those dudes that, that that's almost kind of how he fights. Now he's been in there to your to to your point with some real big time fighters. He's been in there with the right. Donna Stevenson. He's I mean, been in there with you know, some that, real fighters. Um, that Jared Hurd fight was up for fighter fight of the year last year. You know what I mean? That was a that was a knockdown drag out kind of fight. I think with him, what happened was once he got hit, but all bets were off. I mean. He, uh, all bets were off. And the reason I thought that that was, the only reason I thought it was a good fight was because, I'm, I don't want to sound too vulgar, but what, what was it on the movie 300? Listen, dog, is, is, people want to see, well, who the hell was that quote that people want to see the sight of blood? What was that from? Bro, that was from an old, uh, a boxing, uh, it was like an old boxing cover tape. Yeah. I, I watched the uh, Muhammad Ali documentary when yeah. he was Miami. Yeah, and the guy said, in the business, is entertainment. And what the people want to see is a sight of blood. There Shout you go. out to 50 because he had that at the beginning of that diss track versus Cam. He had that sample. Uh, I'm pretty sure they sent him some paperwork, but, you know, hell of a sample. <laughs> but, no, that, cause that, and that's what people wanted to see because for yeah. me, bro, listen, a lesser guy called stops that fight himself. Like, you know, because, bro, it, it was point. Listen, that gash continued to get bigger 
as the fight went on. It started off as a crack in the head, and before he, by the end of the fight, it was down to his nose. Bro, man, it was it, it was gross, bro. And when so, he moved his eyebrows, you yes. could see the gaping hole open yes. up. Yeah. And so, from a standpoint, because when I wa I watched the fight at a bar last night, and you could tell, I would say mm, at least ninety seven percent of the people in there were just fucking decafs. You know what I'm saying? They were just oh, course, in there just course, to, because they heard Pacquiao was fighting, go to the bar, get yep. drunk, and yell for Pacquiao. That's why they were there. Uh, hey, same thing that the place we went yeah. to. But same the thing result. about it, though, the why, why I said, okay, it was kind of borderline positive is because people were actually enjoying that shit. Like, oh, my God, look right. at the blood. Oh, he's I, I it. agree. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So based it's a train on, wreck, right? Yes. People couldn't turn away from it, bro. People were literally... In there, like damn near gagging when they would show them up close, but like you said, they they wouldn't turn away and stop watching it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> as crazy as that's what I'm saying. People are fucking crazy, bro. And so oh, yeah. for people that, watch NASCAR, right? Yeah. And so for that, the entertainment value turned on that. Now I will say this: Bobby Jack is what I think 35, 36. He got to make a real decision about what he wants to do boxing wise. Um, he started late anyway. Uh, is he going to continue fighting? He's lost some tough decisions. He's had some draws. You know, it, it's been tough for him because his style is a good style, although he doesn't have that power at light heavyweight to where he's going to get guys out of there, um, which is always an issue because last night he was fighting a younger dude. Listen, if he doesn't get cut, that's still a tough fight if he doesn't get that yeah. headbutt. So, I, I, I so, honestly think if he doesn't get cut, he still loses in a split decision. Right. So, you know, it's a tough Just fight. Just by no the way what. he was fighting. Yeah. It's a tough fight. After I start, listen, people can, you know, y'all can call me soft or whatever. But I'm I'm big on hitting the eject button really early uh, in, in fighting, bro. After I saw Badu Jack last night, I was like, bro, we got to stop fighting. Like, hang him up. That's what my thought was. Adrian Broner, same thing. I was like, yeah, you just, just got to hang him up because now you, you're just a punching bag, yeah. bro. For Broner, let me right? say this. Let's, move, let's, let's move to Broner and Pack. I want to talk Pack yeah, first. Talk, let me talk, talk Pack and first. Broner, Roy, Matt. I want to talk Pack first. Um, I think Pack y'all should immediately retire. After that fight. Yeah. Um, I 1,000 Everybody agree. was super hyped because he beat Broner. Like, oh, he beat his ass. And I was watching that fight thinking, my God, I haven't seen Pacquiao look, look so bad. Um, he yeah. looked In between rounds, he looked super gassed. Now, let me say this. It's now coming out. Apparently, he's saying that he was sick. I'm kind of getting tired of Manny Pacquiao after a oh, fight. Oh, man. It's something, always something after these fights. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I got a knee. I got a shoulder. Yeah, yeah, you know, my so, back hurt. Well, hold on. Let me say this. You're 40. What is he, 41, 40? He just turned 40. He probably was sick, bro. Like, yeah. you old, dog. Yeah. Well, I, I don't doubt That's it. what I said. I was telling people, I was that's like, yo. Why, I hey, was like, I don't because, think he. Because you got something every time, that that even means more that you should probably hang you I up. was telling people, I was saying, he's. I don't think he's sick the way people that we're thinking he's sick. I think right. he is 40-year-old. Goddamn, that took a ton Training out of me. Camp. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what it was, bro. It took a ton hey. out of him. Listen, Roy Mack, if right now you didn't work for the next month and you play ball every day, five times a day, you probably get sick too. You did? You probably get sick too. <laughs> you did? Um, you know what I'm saying? You probably get sick too. So, yeah, listen, I'll say this. Let me let me back up though a little bit because you say you think he should immediately, immediately retire. Yes. I, I disagree. I think you go get that, that $300 bag waiting on you that you saw ringside. I don't, you, you you him, no. out of there. I don't think Floyd's gonna fight him. I think he is, bro. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. Let me say. Let, let me tell you why. Because, like you said, people were looking at Manny like, "Hey, this the Manny that could beat Floyd." I was looking around. Yeah, like, people are so what? damn delusional. That was a trash bro, Manny last I'm, night. Listen, I'm telling you, sir. 
It's gonna be the same result as it as, may be as, worse. Uh, the previous fight. Floyd's getting older, so I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Bro, I, I didn't, listen, did you Floyd watch? Look did you either, watch though, Pacquiao last night though, bro? He was missing he everything, bad. bro. He was gassed hey, on the side. He it looked was... bad. I agree. It didn't look good. What it looked like was what I thought it was going to look like. Uh, one guy, a lot of punch and output. The other guy, nothing. But the one guy can't really hurt the other guy. Although it's going to be some, <laughs> you right. know, some ooh ah moments. But I, I was telling people as as Manny was doing that. Hooks Hooks is my witness. He was there with me. I said, bro, man, he's not knocking Adrian Broner out, bro. No. I was like, this dude chin is real. And like, he hit him square I, I watched, a few times. He hit him bro, square. Bro, I watched Marcus Maidana throw everything in the kitchen sink, and he could not get Adrian Broner out of there. He couldn't do it. Yeah. And that's when you even said, like, yo, that dude, Broner has a lot of effing heart and a hell of a chin. Still his best fight. Right? Easily his best fight ever is the Which is sad, fight. right? It probably is his best fight. Yeah, it's not um, a question to me. I agree with you on that. So, But, no, I, I'm saying, what's going to happen? Somebody's going to go to Florida and be like, listen, bro. There's about three to five hundred million on the table. Roy Mack, do you think anybody in their right effing mind is gonna pass up that kind of money? I'm with you. Listen, you see what if, I'm saying? If they start talking, I'm not quote saying unquote, crazy numbers for fighting purposes, but listen, financially, yeah, it's gonna do crazy numbers, Roy. Yeah. Last night, Broner and Pacquiao drew a crowd like a real bro. I'm in a bar. I got people hitting me up talking about who were y'all watching a fight. I was like, really? Like, females. see, I, but see, I'm not surprised by that. I think you were more surprised by the I fact. I am surprised yeah, by, by the Broner. I, I was telling you the whole time that I thought it was going to be a draw. Now, I also was saying my only issue with this was I kept saying the whole time that that this was it for Broner. This was Broner's last con job. Now, shout out but to him because he tried I to he tried to create another con the job. Draw though. No, 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 listen. There is no more draw, though. That was it last night. That was the right, last but one. I'm saying, I agree. That's the last. I yeah. agree. That's the last, that's the last rabbit I can have. But what I'm saying is you may be underestimating the draw. I underestimated it. Bro, there were no seats where we were. I, People but were I thought that would happen, though. I thought Broner so, would bring that okay. out. Because Pacquiao, so, okay, listen, so you got talking. these Pacquiao stands that no matter what he does, you know, uh, apparently he, you know, every other culture adopts Pacquiao. But go ahead. They, they really do. It's incredible, right? <laughs> but, but but check it out, Roy Mack. To your point, because you did think it was going to be a draw, what do you think is going to happen when money made with the steps up? So they're going to have to take the money is my ultimate point. It's too much money to be made, bro. It's too much money to be made. You may and have I know the big homie Al, hey, And I know the big homie Al already doing the numbers. You did? Yeah, that, I listen, mean, that's going to happen. He just fought Kenshin, bro, for $9 million for two yeah. minutes. He's going to fight Manny for an hour for three hundred more million, and I wouldn't be shocked if they did it in the Philippines. Real talk, I if wouldn't be shocked. If that's the figure, listen. If if they come to him and that's the figure, if it's quote unquote, I nine do believe figures, that's the figure, bro. I'm not gonna lie. I, I think that, bro. What you saw last night, like you said, was an aging fighter yeah. landed a couple punches in Manny, and people were going crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like, bro, the bar was a. Ah! I was in the bathroom. I heard a bunch of, oh, my God. Hey, I walked out, and I, I like, saw what happened. I was like, da, 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 da. Yeah, if, listen, <laughs> like, y'all got I can that. never, I can oh, never yeah. say never if somebody's going to say it's going to be a hundred, a hundred or yeah. two hundred million dollar fight. You know, I mean, you know, what do you, what do you do? If You know what I'm saying? So, I'm with you on that, oh, but yeah. I, I just, uh, I really don't, I, I always said from the beginning of this, I wonder if this isn't a, uh, some type of a setup. I mean, he signed with Al Heyman. Um, when I say he, I'm talking about yeah. Pacquiao. The, fi um, the fight's gonna happen. So that fight's happening. If they sir. if they fight, I wonder. Um, I think people will know then that like that's definitely it for both of them. So maybe 
um yeah yeah they'll pull the uh the hundred dollar pay-per-view trick again i don't know um if they'll go that high again it was a lot of people that were right. sour on that fight um right, after right. the fight and th listen they'll be sour after that but fight whoa, again yeah, <laughs> they'll be sour after that fight again that because it's gonna be the same thing anything. like people cry listen here's what i know about boston fan right and i, I will i'll give some respect to UFC fan for this, bro. Boxing fan is the most fickle fan in the history of sports, right? Because like you said, people will build up a fight. Hey, watch Manny beat his ass. I'm telling you, it ain't going to be close. Manny gets dominated. And then it's a bunch of, hey, man, that shit what was a weak fight. And Floyd don't even punch it. You know what I'm saying? Hey, bro, God damn. What do you want to happen? Yeah. Last night, people was like, nah, dog, Broner going to let his hands go. I'm telling you, it's going to be a wrap for Manny. Manny dominates him. Boxing fan goes back to, to complaining and being fickle. This is what boxing fan does. Boxing fan says, why the hell is Floyd fighting a guy way over there in China, right? Or wherever they fought, Japan. Why, why the hell is he fighting a guy who weighs smaller? Then when, he, then when the fight gets called off, boxing fan says, hey, Floyd got scared because, you know, he knew something was going to happen if you fought that man over there. That man good. Floyd knocks the dude out. Hey, man, that dude was small. Hey, man, that bro was fake anyway. That's <laughs> boxing fan, bro. You feel me? Boxing fan goes through 20 different emotions in one fight. And you know what the end result is, Roy Mack? They tune in. They will tune in for this fight, bro. Now, I'm not even questioning it. I did it's say when I when I saw where Floyd was be another quote unquote man. When I saw where Floyd was uh was sitting, the first thing I said was, "Damn, uh, no lie." I'm, I'm in the boy. I told my dude, I said, "Damn, Floyd's gonna fight again," because I well, where he was sitting. There, I'm like, okay, you don't sit there as a promoter just to watch the fight. You sit there because you looking for something. You looking and you're watching. He said by himself. He was sitting in front of the damn press. He was like literally like right there. Got a good. I think Floyd was really looking like, okay, let me see how he's looking i did say that during the fight now i came back and said man i don't think he's gonna fight him but he was sitting in a prime location to really make a, a listen i thought pacquiao looked terrible so if you're floyd and you're looking to say let me see how he looks and see if i'll come back and fight him because remember remember for as much as people love sugar ray Leonard, who i like too a big part of the reason he came back and decided to fight was because while commentating the fight he thought he saw some stuff and he's like huh i think i see something in roy. Hagler. you know what i'm saying roy roy come on man listen you you actually called the first time Floyd did this with my daughter. Yep. He sent Adrian Broner out there, right? Let me see what he got left against Adrian. Okay, cool. Go fight my daughter. Well, he hey, also used to do it. He used to do it with Andre. I think Berto was the first one he used to right. do it with. Right. Very um, smart. Very he, smart. He Great would, tactic, and, right? And what he does is he comes and he sits ringside at those fights. <clears throat> and he watches the fight. Because he's like, okay, whoever wins, yeah. I'll get a good ringside seat and we'll see what's popping. And I want to say, listen, there is no earthly effing reason for Floyd Man Money Mayweather to be in those seats like that, right? Right. Like he was. Like, listen, yeah. it's Floyd Money Mayweather. But I'm saying, those are different seats. That's not like, yo, I'm just on some Mayweather promotions, to, you know, right, saying right, to be right, here right, for, right. For, for Broner. No, 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 no. Hey, and shout out to Showtime for Floyd refusing to come in the ring. They put the camera on him. And he didn't they move? Him a, hey, they asked him a question over the loudspeaker. That was beautiful. Yeah. That was, hey, that was cojones, right? Because they were like, yo, listen, you ain't got to get in the ring, Negro. We're going to put this big, we're going to yeah. put this goddamn camera on hey, you, and Jim, we still going to ask the question. Jim said, hey, a nod will suffice. Just give us a nod. Hey, shout out to Jim, bro. Jim said, Floyd, yes or no? <laughs>
Hey, and the fact that Floyd didn't say emphatically no, because I heard him when they interviewed him up close too. Yeah. Floyd never said no. no he did. Not he didn't even. He, bro, actually, he didn't he even said, hear that no. At, at one point he said, "Hey, well, well, you know, tonight Manny Pacquiao he, he got to get past Adrian Broner first. This is like fifth round going into the fifth exactly. round." And I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I was like, oh, See what I'm saying? Because Floyd usually just totally shoots some of this shit down, right? Yeah. Like, listen, I'm retired. No, no, no. He said he got to get past Broner first. Listen, you and I, I've been telling you about Floyd just forever, and you witnessed it. Floyd always pulled, hey, man, I don't know what y'all talking about. I'm on vacationing. Two weeks later, he announced a Manny Pacquiao fight, right? So, listen, they're fighting Roy Mack. Will you be watching is the question. Well, I got the money team hat on as we speak. Well, there so, you go. Uh, <laughs> there you go. So, <laughs> because you're not going to find anybody that's not going to watch it. And that means there's going to be Let a Let me fight, ask you this. Sir. Yes, um, because here's going to be the argument now. Here's the argument. Does that, okay. fight, does that fight now, quote, unquote, hurt the sport? No. So would you? Roy, and, 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 and the reason. Roy, you, you, had a, you had a great quote. I just told you. And the business is entertainment. This right. nigga, this Negro fought Conor McGregor, bro. He didn't go fight another boxer. Connor McGregor. How would they build this one though? Like I, I would. I mean, I mean, because last time they just said we're gonna fight, and everybody's like, finally, fuck yeah, here we go. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like this one, would they? You well, think you, they would need you, any you actually, yeah, you actually laid down the game plan, Roy. What you say? This is the last hurrah. This is this, it. This is it. This is it. That's how you build. This is it, it for everybody. This is this has hey, to this be it. This is it. This is because the last they keep fight. floating yeah. out names to Pacquiao, like yeah. Spence and Thurman. Bro, and I'm thinking to myself. Yeah, no, I'm thinking to myself. No. My God, you talking about you? They trying to get this guy stretched out of the ring. He well, doesn't want to fight those guys. Do, like, please don't do that. That's why I thought bro. Adrian Broner was the perfect opponent. You know what I'm saying? To see if he's Manny Pacquiao still had anything. It was like we're gonna see if because if he just doesn't have anything, yeah, maybe Adrian hits you and you get hurt. But he, right. he, you know, now I, I do want to say this. I'm not sure what the rules are in boxing, but I'm, I, he had them fucking compression socks on his calves. I'm not sure, like, how he, you can get an advantage like that. Like, oh, he has, he has a history of cramping. Okay. Fuck does that mean, bro? Uh, yeah, what does that got to do with me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like what I, if, I'm with you, though. Yeah, I'm with you, though. How the fuck can you wear compression socks in a fight? I, you know, I don't know if Adrian Porter hey, paid bro, enough I hella, I hella saw that, too. Yeah. And I was like, yo, that, that, this dude's socks is covered up his whole yeah, had, they, they said he had compression socks on because he, he cramps up. And I don't think Adrian or his team paid enough attention to that. I think Floyd would right. be very detailed-oriented and would be like, hey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Floyd didn't <laughs> have no compression like, hey, socks. Dog. Like, hey. <laughs> That's the PED central. Yeah, right? like, hey, dog. I don't know. Don't do that compression stock shit. You know what I'm saying? Because now, I mean, what? Like, what does it stop now? Are you gonna? You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, so now right now, like, real talk. Your West please Yeah, yeah like, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. My shoulder, your, your arms cramp yeah. up. Yeah, I, I got this you. shoulder problem. Can I put on this little like half a shirt sleeve? Like, what? You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, that that was interesting. But um, let's get to Broner, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let you get to Broner, man, because I tried to tell you, you didn't want to listen to me. You didn't want to listen well, to me. I said Roy Mack. I said Roy Mack. He's just not gonna output enough punches. I didn't say I didn't say Manny was gonna devastate him with flurries or knock him out or dive. No, 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 no. I said Broner is simply not going to output enough punches to beat Manny, and it's gonna be a unanimous decision. That's what Cash said. Roy Mack got on this. Now nah, it's gonna be a different Broner. He looks motivated. The work's in. The fix is in. And I said Roy. You realize that Manny got Freddie Roach back in his training camp. When I saw that, I was like, okay, this ain't going to be no work. Like, Manny's he's trying to win. Freddie right? the joke coach Roach. Shout out to Floyd hey, Senior. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What is this? That's what Floyd <laughs> Senior call that nigga. Freddie the joke hey. coach Roach. 
Hey, first of all, Floyd Seedy just tried to rhyme a bunch of words that don't really rhyme, but you know, it's this Negro here. But <laughs> Freddie the joke coach roach. Hey, Floyd Seedy be dissing you with them old disses, five goodness. But no, nah, man. So and then I saw your boy A D get arrested on some charges that he had a couple years back. And I was like, bro, this is disrupting his camp. You know what I'm saying? He gotta go jail. Like, bro, no, it's not a good look. And then what Broner did. Was what he's done for the last what four or five fights Probably since six. my daughter. Probably six, bro. He's yeah. not. He's afraid to get touched up. Um, as they were commentating, that's exactly what they were saying. They were like, "Broner's fighting not to get beat." Yeah, yeah. He has this new thing now where he yeah, started man. doing to where he and my dude said it during the fight. Like literally after the I think second or third round, he was like, "Hey, I think." Broner thinks he's winning these rounds because he's like dodging and moving and like you know I think he thinks he's doing good and I was like nah he can't think he's doing good bro he just by Roy, but he Roy did Mack. <laughs> he thought Roy he was Mack. doing as, fucking good as we were watching the fight me and the big homie hooks right we watching his fight and I'm telling him bro Broner thinks he's winning <laughs> the guy thinks he's hey because he kept going back to the corner on some pounding my chest I think it was round ten or eleven he said hey I won that round right yeah. And do hey dude, we was at the table where it was like, dude, you fighting round for round? Like, what are you talking about? You won that round, right? Like, probably like, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Boy, I was disappointed. No, boy, in this explain corner. to the people why you thought Broner was gonna win this fight. Please. But well, a couple of reasons. One, Manny Pacquiao's 40. Two, this this was clearly it for Broner. Um, that if he didn't win this fight, I'm not because like, first of all, he only made two and a half million. Um which hold is, on, you said only. I mean, oh, oh, oh well, oh, Roy, well, 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 hold hey, on. One, hold one on. percent of a milli is hold more on. than niggas ever seen. Hold on, that's yeah, with talk to he me. made two and a half milli fighting Manny Pacquiao. I'm saying that because who the I, hell I, else? I, I who the hell I else can he make two and a half? Because two and a half million, they, they they told me that was his largest purse, which I didn't think so, but. That's what right. he said. So maybe he should have right, took, right. took that Rock Nation deal. But anyway, um, yeah, he, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he made I, hindsight twenty twenty. <laughs> he, he made two and a half million. No. Of course, they say he's going to make some of the pay per view stream streaming revenue. Of course, which, of course. You know, now listen, those numbers never get disclosed, and Al Heyman's involved. So I'm not sure what anybody's split is. Right, actually, whatever you know, that even means. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, you know what right, saying? Right, so, right. Um, my thing is. Who, if, if that was two and a half million with Pacquiao, the top draw, because clearly Floyd's not going to fight him. He's not going to fight uh, the other top draw, which would be Canelo. So right. he, he can't, he's not going to generate two and a half million fighting, I don't know, Keith Thurman. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, yeah. So definitely. if you're Broner, you got to think now, if you beat Pacquiao, now you, you're gonna, you can give him some little bullshit, little boss talk like he still did. And, and you can say, hey, yo, boy, I, I, say, I need to up my money. That. Y'all need to up my money as well. Well, now you lose, and it's over, fam. Listen, right now, he's still the number one trending thing on Twitter since last night. <coughs> people lighting his yeah. ass up. First of all, people need to be yeah. very... Listen, let me say this. This fucking Twitter sphere and social media is full of shit because these are the same people that when something happens to, like... Um, Certain people, they're like, hey, man, we need to be, you know, mental health is real with the Mac Miller thing. Right, people doing this. online bullying, Bro, yeah. This dude, Adrian Broner, was on complete suicide watch for like a couple of yeah. weeks after a loss. Yep. And like how people were, and now they're going in and I'm like, hey, okay, well, fuck it. Uh, you know, I guess nobody cares. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, nope. but anyway. Um, hashtag you matter. Yeah. Anyway, I thought, uh, again, going back, I thought I thought Pacquiao was going to be 40. And he looked, I was, I was correct about a lot of shit in this fight. The one thing I was incorrect about was that Adrian Broner doesn't want to fight anymore. Um, yeah. 
He doesn't want. When I say he doesn't want to fight, he doesn't want to be a boxer anymore. He wants to be Adrian Broner. He wants to be an entertainer. Yeah, he doesn't want to be a boxer. Yeah, which is fine. He don't want to box. Which is fine. He don't want to box. He just wants what comes. Yes. With with being a star in boxing. Because after the fight, I watched the post fight press conference, and he was like, "Hey man, I just fought Manny Pacquiao. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got no scar on my face. You know what I'm saying?" Bro, why did I tell? Hey. Okay, listen, why did I tell everybody I was with at the table? I said, bro, he's happy that he got out of this fight uh, relatively unscathed, that he didn't get his face cut, that he ain't swollen up because yeah. he's going out. He's going out tonight. Yeah, and, and listen, hopefully he does get a um, – I don't know what the pay-per-view is going to do in numbers. Hopefully it did well. Hopefully he'll get a bag, be able to take care yeah. of his family. You know I'm what I'm saying? saying? Hopefully he got a hell of an account. Right? Yeah, like, and that's bro, it, man. Because who he is now in boxing, now he's going to get started. He, he, he's going to start being fed to, like, the Devin Haney's of the world. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That's who he is that's now. That's going to happen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's who he is now. Um, yeah. They're going to start feeding you two guys who are, hey, let's see if you're good or not. Can you beat Adrian Broner? And you never want to be that guy, bro, in boxing. Yeah, bro. Um, well, I, I thought, listen, I thought the Mikey Garcia fight for me put the nail in the coffin of Adrian. Because everyone kept saying the same stuff. Hey, man, let your hands go. And I was, you know me. I'm like, bro, he can't. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah just, he can't let his hands go. Yeah, man. He's psychologically, yes, that's what he's it is. psychologically beaten, bro. He is. My Donna beat the brakes out of him physically, and then social media, right? Yeah, handed him a new one psychologically Real with talk. the memes and the top ten videos. You dig? And they were like, yo, no. he's like, you know what, bro? I'm done. Yeah, and you know, I'm you, done. You hit the nail on the head. I, both of those things, Simon, that the Madonna fight. Listen, maybe I need to produce the uh, the thirty for thirty at some point on this. The Madonna fight ruined. Yeah, we'll see some paperwork if you do that. But yeah, go ahead. The Mad <laughs> the Madonna fight paperwork. ruined Adrian Broner, and I, and again, I'll tell you this: I'll can take take this to the grave with me. That's his best fight. At that point, Adrian Broner wanted to be a world champion boxer, right? And he fought in that fight to continue his legacy. And when it did not go his way, and like you said, the subsequent shit that happened, that shit that happened after was probably worse than actually losing. I think the oh, loss definitely. he could have probably taken, but the way that the memes and da 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 da, that I don't think anybody anticipated that doing what it did to him mentally. And it, right. what it made him do is made him come back and say, "Well, that's never gonna happen to me again." Not that hey, I'm I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna win. He said no. That what <clears throat> happened, that's not gonna happen to me again. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's the way he's right. fighting now. He's fighting so that he can make sure that doesn't happen again. And he and so he's done. And so he's done. It, it, listen, it would Pacquiao was there to be hit all night long. Pacquiao looked sloppy. He was throwing a yeah, bunch of punches bro. that I don't think those punches had much on him. You know what I'm saying? Nope. People were oohing <clears> and on, but I thought sometimes when Broner was like stumbling back, I think it was just because he was off balance. He was trying to get out of the way, motherfucker was doing too much goddamn running. And he was just right. off balance in a lot of those. But, yeah, d disappointed only from the aspect of uh, uh, I don't know where he goes from here. In I'm talking about not in boxing. I, think, I, I know where he goes in boxing. In life. Done. Yeah, in life. Yeah. In life. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. uh, listen, let me, get, let me get on some real shit. As a, as a young black man, I don't know this dude. But as a young black man, and, and I see another young black man doing it, I, I want to see him, quote, unquote, win, whatever that is. I don't want to see the shit end tragically. Um, but it, it wouldn't surprise me at this point. And also, let me say, let me say this before I let you jump in. Super disappointed in his team, his corner, everybody, because yep. they are clearly, even though he's, he switched coaches for this fight, and they, right. now I didn't, because where I was, it was super loud, so I couldn't really hear everything his corner was telling him, so I don't know what the what they were telling him, telling him, 
But if they were not, it, they definitely were not demonstrative in that corner telling him that, yo, you're, you're losing this fight, fam. You know what I'm saying? Right, um, right. Because that should have been, listen, personally me, if I'm the trainer and I know his track record from the last few fights and after round three, I see him fight like that. Real talk, I'm on some like, listen, fam, if you don't let your hands go, I'm, I'm, I'm in the fight. We're going to stop this shit. Right, like, I'm throwing the towel. I'm throwing the towel. What are we doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we, what, what are we doing now? You, you understand what I'm saying? But, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't want to fight anymore, man. And that's fine. You know what I'm saying? It's not for everybody. He, but he don't want to fight. <clears throat> yeah, hey, listen, I'm not adding anymore. I tried to told you this, right, 10 years ago. You didn't want to listen. You you had some false hope. I thought I thought he lost to Delapun's fight, right? I didn't think he was the quote-unquote chosen one. I thought his style looked cool. He had a hell of a bravado, right? He, he, he has an entertainment aspect about himself that— But that's why he wins that, that fight, though. The punt, the, well, the, the Dela Ponce yeah, fight. It's because yeah, of all those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I, I don't tripping off yeah, that, yeah. but the point was I was thinking physically, I was like, okay, he, he probably lost his fight. Right. And so I'm looking at I'm I'm just projecting, right? Because I'm like, right. okay, I'm projecting like, where's his ceiling if I thought he lost the Dela Ponce fight? He needs to tighten some things up. And he didn't, right? And, and let's go. So a point was made last night, and it's a point that you made when we were all top, chopping it up uh, yesterday. And the point is, is that you were laying down. I was like, yo, bro, he, he's getting his ass toe up. You're like telling me who he lost. So you're like, bro, he lost to Vidana. And my point was like, yeah, Negro, he's losing to all of the good fighters. And then last night they were saying the exact same thing. They were like, listen, bro, this is your fourth chance now at a big fight, right, with a with an upper echelon opponent. And he lost again. That just means you're not as good as those guys. There's nothing wrong with that. I think it's, it I, I still think it's good. the weight, though. I still think that he should have never moved up to 147. I think that's what ultimately did him in. You Listen, you, you might be right, but it's irrelevant because I could show you a list of fighters, Roy Mack, who, who had promising careers, who got their ass toe up, that no one's talking about, hey, man, if they would have stayed at this weight, it's only Adrian Broner because he's built such an entertainment aspect of himself that people want to see him in boxing. But no, but, but think about it. He, he jumped aspect. from 135 to 147. He can he completely skipped 140. He's like, fuck it, go to 147. That's what action is. Me, man. But hey, I keep man, telling you, and, and this is why I think Mikey Garcia, and this is why I say Mikey Garcia is going to get destroyed versus Spence, is because in boxing, there are weight classes for a reason. They didn't just make that shit up just to, you know, right. to do. For fun. Yeah, they have weight classes for a reason mm -hmm. because the human body, let's break down the fucking human body. They're saying, hey, if you're a human, and you weigh this amount, then you're going to be this size of a human being. So you should only fight human beings that size because now that's quote unquote fair. If you are not, if you want to fight larger guys, okay, we'll let you do it. But understand, <laughs> fam, we told your little ass where you should be fighting at. Now, Amir Khan, he was doing real good <laughs> against, uh, against Canelo. Then he got hit against a, uh, versus a bigger guy. Um, uh, 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 my man, uh, Kel Brook was doing real good against Triple G. Then he got fucking hit. Like, you got to understand that weight classes are for a reason. Now, I, I would tell you that the reason he went to 147 was not even for the money. It's because he didn't want to really train hard enough to make 135 or 140. Probably skipped over 140 because he didn't want that Bud Crawford smoke because Crawford was still at 140 when he made that jump, which is a smart move because now your shit ends early and you don't get any bags. It's so, funny because neither him or uh, Mikey fought Bud, but funny to meet you. Oh, 
and don't think that's not a coincidence. <laughs> right? Yeah, don't, I mean, that's a coincidence. You want none of that smoke. <laughs> you dig? It, 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 it's weird how guys start moving up in weight rather than just fight the other guy that's a champion. All right. right. <laughs> gonna and move and, up. and right. I still think it's odd that Mikey would rather fight Errol Spence Jr., right? Yeah. Then when fighting, you know what's Crawford. weird now? It, it's almost becoming a consensus. I, but I do want to. I, I want to get onto the NFL and NBA <laughs> shit because uh, I got to take off no a doubt. little bit. But I do think no it's doubt. weird. It's almost becoming a consensus that I'm hearing that a lot of guys in boxing that are not necessarily connected to Errol Spence, that like our friends are cool with him. A lot yeah. of these other guys really believe that Bud Crawford is the superior fighter, and it's not close. Um, I, I think yeah, Bud I, Crawford. I think Bud Crawford does have superior skills, but I think that's a 50-50 fight. But I'm hearing a lot of guys yes. when they're talking, they're like, "Hey, listen, Bud Crawford winning this almost they make it sound like it's, it's it's easy work." Yeah, listen, I I I I like what Bud's doing thus far. He's a very unorthodox fighter. Um, but listen, until somebody shows me, bro, I I just don't see it. I watched what he did against Kell Brook. Talking about Spence. Jr. Yeah. Yeah, Aerosmith Jr. Ever since that fight, for me personally, I just feel like he he faced the biggest test of the welterweight division because no one else was running over there to fight Kell Brook but Sean Porter. And when he went over there and he got checkmated, I think a lot of people in the welterweight division was like, ah, you know, we're cool on that Kell Brook shit, dog. You know, we're going to chill. Yep. We're going to chill. We're going to chill. Because I, I didn't hear Keith Thurman talk about Kell Brook at all, which is odd, right? Because oh. that would have been a great fight stylistically. But I digress, man. Let's get to the gridiron, man. Let's go, man. The former team of Marshall, Marshall, Marshall. We going to the... Hey, the goddamn Rams. Rams and the Saints, my dude. Coming up first. Rams and Saints. Rams and Saints. Hey, so if if you've been listening to PCR the last few weeks, you know we've already made these picks, right? Ever since then, these picks have been scrambled. Uh, you know, I had the Chargers get into the Super Bowl. I was wishful thinking. I was being a clown. Uh, I'm back to reality, right? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do something that you probably never uh, heard or seen before. I'm gonna apologize to my former self. Uh, I'm gonna apologize to myself because I knew better, right? I knew goddamn well that Philip Rivers and the Patriots were not gonna go into Foxborough, right? Coming from L.A. to Foxborough. And beat Tom Brady and Belichick with a first-year head coach. You dig? Right, right. And, and a quarterback who ain't been to the playoffs in the last, you know, playoffs. Seven out of eight. Hey, Play, seven out of eight seasons. Right. Hey, That's he, he, he the trying to just, seven out of eight seasons. He's trying to so, just win a game, dog. Play, playoffs. Bro, the, the Chargers had been to the playoffs one time in the last eight years. So I, I don't know what the hell I was thinking, bro. I, I was just. I, that's how much I loathe the Patriots winning. They just been so di- it's ridiculous. But let, hey, let's get back to reality. And the big homie Abraham, you're not gonna like it when I give you these final results, right? But let's start with the Rams. You took the Rams to get really, to the Super Bowl, correct? Yeah, I okay. did. I'm changing my pick. Uh-oh. So yeah, this we're doing PCL. I ain't sticking with picks to stick with them. No, 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 no. When the facts change, my opinion changed. I'm not 100% sold on the Saints because I believe that Drew Brees' lack of arm strength last week was exploited. He missed two deep bombs. He missed the first one on the opening drive with Teddy Ginn. That scares me, bro, because you're going to need Ted Ginn Jr. in this game to stretch the field. You're going to need to be able to hit Kamukamara on those wheel routes versus a linebacker for deep passes. That really does scare me, and I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see if Drew – 
um, you know, what was going on with his arm? Like, you're in a dome. I mean, is he just, you know, is his age showing? Because Drew's never had the strongest arm. Right. But he has been able to get it over the top, though. Bro, he missed two deep balls last week. That, that That's, you got to get deep on these rounds. But let me say this. I believe there's a little gumbo, little home cooking, right? I was going to say I that in that, that crowd dome. noise. Exactly. I think there's a little home cooking. I think that crowd noise and Sean Payton, right? It's funny because what you're looking at, Roy Mack, essentially is they're looking at their predecessors, right? Sean McVay and Jared Goff are looking at their predecessors because Sean McVay is essentially going to be, right, or is he trajecting to what Sean Payton has been, right, for the NFL the last decade? Innovative, young head coach coming in, yada, 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 right? Um, just create these new, you know, types of spread offenses, a lot of motion, um, very daring, right? right? That's Sean McVay looks like a young Sean Payton, and his 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 protege, right, is, is essentially Jared Goff because before he got there, Jared Goff looked like a guy who didn't know how to play the game of football, and he looked like a clear bust as the first overall draft pick. Shout out to Jeff Sean Fisher. McVay changed all of that. Shout out, hey, to, shout Jeff. out to Jeff Fisher for ruining <laughs> careers. RIP to my man Vince Young career. My God. Um, so what I'm looking at, bro, I'm looking at Sean Payton and Breeze, and I'm like, y'all look like the older version of McVay and Golf. And you remember, before Sean, uh, Sean Payton and Drew Brees got together, people were like, yeah, we good on Drew. You got your shoulder shit going. Right, San Diego right, right. dipped him out of them, drafted Phillip, and the rest is history, right? Miami was like, yo, we got Chad Pennington, dog. We cool. We good. You dig? Sean Payton picked him up. Now he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. I said all that to say this. It's a game of chess, bro. I believe on paper the Rams are the better team, which is why I had the Rams get into the Super Bowl. But I got to settle back in on my logic. And I watch a lot of NFL football. Things don't go the way you think they're going to go because on paper the Rams have the DBs to cover the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. They got the defensive tackles, right? They got the they got the new wrinkle with Anderson in the running game. They got the speed. Or the, I, all that shit is why I thought the Rams were going to go to the Super Bowl. But when I watched last week and I watched this week, I say to myself, okay, okay, the 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 – the Eagles could have beat the Rams, Roy Mack. You saw that game, right? Mm-hmm. I was watching that game, and I was like, I, I was like, the Rams look cool, but I was like, they're dead. I mean, uh, the Cowboys, excuse me, the Eagles. Yeah, the I, Cowboys I, I could beat the Rams, sorry. Um, and, and, and the Rams did everything right in that game, right, against the Cowboys. They kind of dominated them right throughout. Sure, they, but I was looking at the Cowboys. Game, they did like, dominate. Right, absolutely. And the and the uh, the Saints have the number one running defense in the NFL, right? And so what happens to me, I started thinking, okay, if they're not able to hand the ball off Roy Mack 40 times like they did against the Cowboys mm-hmm. and rush for five yards of carry, then now whose shoulder is the game going to be on? Jared right. Goff, second-year quarterback coming into the Metrodome, right? Is that the name of it? Superdome. Superdome, excuse me. The Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Superdome. Let's get it correct. Hey, get that, yeah, get the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, right? <laughs> um, going to the Mercedes-Benz Superdome with that crowd noise versus Drew Brees and Sean Payton and a defense that's not allowing the run to happen, I got to go with the Saints, bro. Would you have went with the Rams if they were in L.A., if the game was in L.A.? 
Yeah, I, I, I do believe they would win you. in L.A. Yeah, Absolutely. I don't, know if I, I, I don't like Drew Brees outside of a dome, by the way. I don't like what I'm seeing in his arm, Roy Mack. That's something to watch today. He got to be able to get the ball. He got to right. be able to the get the ball. The good news for him is top, he won't. The good news for him is he won't have to be in the outside. So exactly. for the rest of the playoffs, so so he's good. Hey, it's funny how all these Super Bowls are in domes now. I well, you know, well, you know, we can have a different show about that, but <laughs> it's it's stupid. So why do we have any stadiums outside if the biggest game exactly. is not going to be played outside? If it's an even playing field in a dome, right? That's but stupid. I, hey, man, Lambeau Field, you know. But yeah, I, listen. Um, I rolled with you, the Saints. What say you, Roy? Man, I rolled with the Saints from the jump. Um, I was hesitant in my pick. I told you I wasn't as confident after watching uh, some other shit. But I'm just gonna ride them out at this point because I think what's gonna happen with the Rams. I think the it's gonna be interesting to see what the play calling does because they had so much success with that run game last week. It was pretty much basically all the run game last week. Um, so it's gonna be interesting to see how they call this game, especially if they come out trying to run and like you said, they're not able to run. Do they stick with it? Do they immediately start trying to throw it around with golf? Like, what happens? <clears throat> um, and especially if the Saints get off to a quick start in that dome. If they get off to a quick start where uh, Breeze hits a, couple, hits a couple passes and some guys get deep or somebody takes one to the house, will the – because, listen, in order to run the ball, one thing you have to be, and this is why in this day and age a lot of coaches I feel like don't do it, because you have to be patient if you're going to run the football. You can't pan you got to be patient. And will they continue to run the ball if they get down early, if they get down 10-0 early on the road? Are they going to continue to run the ball? Or are they going to say, you know what, fuck it, we got to start throwing this motherfucker around now? And now you, like you said, now you, you go to, to, to your perspective. You put a second-year quarterback in a, in a championship game in the Superdome against, you know, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough. So I'm going to stay and, with and, the Saints, and, man. And, and check it out, right? There's another uh, conversation to be had about this matchup. A key to lead and Marcus Peters are head cases. Well, to lead, that right? cost him the game, bro. People kept, didn't really talk. We didn't even talk about it much. Yeah. That little dumb shit he did where he just like shoved the guy out of bounds and then he got upset. For no reason. Yeah, like, what are you fuck, doing? What are you doing, fam? Like, what are you right. doing, my dude? But go ahead. Yeah, that shit was stupid as hell. Right. And that's my point. These guys are head cases. And I believe that the referees are going to be playing this tight. I don't believe the refs are going to allow them to get physical. Because if the if the refs allow Keith and Marcus to get physical, the Saints, they're going to lose decisively, in my opinion, because they don't have a lot of speed on the outside. And when they do have speed, that is Ted Ginn Jr., who Drew Brees has to be able. I'm, I'm going to yeah. keep saying this, bro. You got to get the ball to this guy. You got to be able to throw the ball over the top and take the top off the defense, right? Shout out to so, Randy Moss. Hey, real talk. Because if you make the short and field with the Rams, you dink and dunk, and I think the Rams have a decisive advantage that way. But I'm saying those DB matchups, bro, are going to be huge because those big third downs, those pass interferences, that yep. takes a lot out of the defense, as you know, Roy Matt. Yep. That gets the crowd going, right? That gets the momentum going for the offense. And that's why ultimately I do believe the Saints are going to win this game. And listen, Jared Goss in the second year, the Rams have a uh an exciting future, right? Um, now, listen, they everybody got a window because you got you can't pay everybody. I'm gonna right. keep saying this. People hate when I say it, but you can't pay everybody. You have to pay that running back, right? Oh, actually, they did. They did pay Gurley. They paid Gurley. They have to pay Golf, right? Um, they I don't know if they paid the D tackle yet, but it, I, but the point is, is bro, it's gonna cost. You got my, listen. You just can't take NFC title games for granted. Is what right, I'm saying. This right, ain't right, basketball. Right. Everybody wants to keep. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if the Rams gonna be back next year. Yeah, maybe golf goes down to week two. Mm -hmm. Maybe the chemistry's off. This happens every year. People think like think about it. Last year, right? 
No one had the Eagles winning a Super Bowl. Right. This year, no one had the Eagles making the playoffs. This is the NFL, bro. Everybody was like, hey, I got the Bears getting to the Super Bowl. Until they went in and the Eagles clipped them. You get what I'm saying? Right. So the NFL is the most unpredictable sport we have, right? It has the most parity, which I, which is why I believe it's so much excitement, you know, that surrounds the NFL. so much parity. The point is, is that the Rams, they need, they need to seize this moment, as do the Saints. Drew Brees ain't getting younger. You dig? He's 40, sir. You know what I mean? Hey, he's a man, though. Hey, he's a man. He's 40. <laughs> So I'm just listen. I think that this is Drew Brees's last real shot. I know I'm speaking ahead of Kurt, but he's 40, yeah. bro. I don't expect things to get better for him physically. So I believe that this is his last real shot, right, at getting to this title, bro. And this here, and, and I think they'll a, seize the moment. Sports is a funny thing in general, but specifically football is funny because yeah. Think about this. Um, had it not been for Hanky Basket, Hank Basket, Hank Basket, the Saints bro, probably lose that Super Bowl. Kick. Yeah, the Saints might oh, lose they, they the Super Bowl. Do. They, they and do. Now Which is why they kicked the onside kick in the first place. Yeah. So if if, if he the, the ball hit him right in the chest, if he were, if, if he covers the damn, if he recovers the onside kick, the Colts win. Um, maybe Peyton Manning doesn't go to Denver, and we might be having a different conversation about Drew Brees' legacy. You know what I'm saying? He might now be now he's the this era's Dan Marino. You know what I'm saying? Dan I mean? Marino. Um, oh, absolutely. So this shit is so, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like you're saying, it, it, it's one thing, you know, we talk about all the time with Tom Brady. He's a couple field goal kicks away from being like Ofer. You Bro, know like three. <laughs> so, Guys, like three last second yeah. field goals away from being like, you know, uh, uh, what, uh, two and three in the suit. So yeah, it, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy what, well, the way well, things understand happen. understand this, Roy Mack. The Bears, right? Was a chip shot field goal away yeah. from getting getting to the next round. Right, right. This shit is crazy, man. Because it's just one or two little things here or there, and you know, now like the because the, that's why I say sports are crazy because one or two things happen, and then or just like like in that case with the onside kick in the Super Bowl with the Saints and the Colts. If Hank Bass, because Hank Basket did not recover that kick, and the Saints going to win the game, yep. we think totally different about Drew Brees because behind his name is Super Bowl champion. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, you know, it, you know, shit, Reggie Bush got a ring, and he feels like he's complete. You know what I'm saying? All kinds of weird shit happens now. Yeah, real talk, uh, bro. And like I said, think about that, fam. It's, it's the butterfly effect. Because if they win that Super Bowl, I don't know if Peyton Manning sticks around and keeps playing. Peyton Manning might have hung it up a little earlier. Like, you know, I got another Super Bowl already. I think I'm good. You know what I'm saying? So, who knows, man? Um, but I think so. We're both going Saints. We're both going Saints to win this game today. Oh, yeah, I'm about to say, Roy Mack, Reggie did win that Super Bowl with them, by the way. No, I said he did. That's what I'm, no, I'm, I'm saying. Uh, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I said he won a Super Bowl, so he feels like his career is complete. Right, right, right. Yeah, like, yeah. you know. Delusional, yeah. I mean, but, you listen. know, hey, listen, dog. Hey, oh, Rona thought he call. won last night, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, by a lot. <laughs> Uh, one more time on Broner. The fact that he got his crazy ass up there after the fight. And I, Yo, and I get it. He has to play his role. He, he has yeah. to. Listen, I was a wrestling fan for, you know, going back years and years and years. I understand. If you're going to play the role of the heel, Ric Flair would get his ass whooped every damn day and then show up the next week on camera talking about he's a limousine riding, jet flying, willing and dealing, heart stealing. You know what I'm saying? He would give you all that shit. Like, like, like we didn't watch him get the hell beat out of him by Sting the week before. So you got <laughs> I get it. You know what I'm saying? You got to play your heel role. But um, I think, and I think a lot of people thought you alluded to it, Broner was, was like, serious, though. <laughs> Broner was, like, 
after the fight, he was mouthing before they announced the thing. He was like, yeah, man, they can't take this one from me. Yes, it's not a taking of anything. You lost. But anyway, man, fuck this fucking guy. Um, yeah, young man. I, I, I ain't got nothing to say about Bronin, man. That's young man. But young then we, man. Uh, we got an uh, interesting game, man. Interesting game coming up um, after Saints and Rams. We go over to the AFC, and it's the same old tune, right? The Patriots are back in the AFC title game against some new blood, the Kansas City Chiefs. Coming from Kansas City, it's going to be cold. It's like zero in Kansas City right now, right? It's like super cold up there. Uh, yes, you know, listen, first of all, Kansas City trash, so it's a cold world anyway. Okay, first of all, shout um, out to Kansas City, man. I enjoy the barbecue. No, Hey, I don't even know how this works, but hey, man, uh, no shout out. But uh, <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, it's the first no shout out to his day. No shout out to Kansas City. You kidding me? Uh, you know, listen, th- this weather thing is hilarious to me, right? Because we watched the damn Patriots win in like three feet of snow, literally. Right. So yeah, yeah. it's like, I, I don't know why people keep bringing this weather thing up. If, if it's going to affect anybody, it's going to affect the Chiefs. Well, I was going to say, I, just, I think it's bad for the Chiefs. I, yeah, I think it's terrible uh, for the Chiefs, right? Uh, what about getting uh, 20 degrees right now um, oh, in, in Kansas, Kansas City? Man. It's windy out there. Uh, you know, a little windy, a little, you know, six mile per hour wind. So, yeah, listen. Tom, so listen, let, again, this is the same thing I was saying about Sean Payton and Breeze versus golf and Sean yep. McVay, right? Yep. Listen, Andy Reid and Mahomes versus Brady and Belichick. Roy, who you got? This goes, I'm sorry, not the game, not the game, <laughs> not, not the game, not the game. Those two matchups, Roy, who you got? You're talking about today or historically? What are, you, what are we talking about? We say who I, who I got. Well, today. No, I want you to oh. say today. You take it, Andy Reid and Mahomes today. Versus Brady and Belichick. You know, I I pick Kansas City to get to the Super Bowl. I liked how they played. Right. I'm rolling. I'm I'm gonna roll with the Texas boy Mahomes and Andy Reid. But it's because I shout out to Mahomes. Shout out to like, Patrick Mahomes. I don't like bro. the damn unbelievable season. I don't like the he's Belichick. done something uh, I didn't think was possible. Right? It's got got the uh, Chiefs. I should come on the, the show and start talking like Belichick from now on. Uh, I think. Um, uh, <laughs> If we, uh, if, we, if we just come out and uh, execute, uh, 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 so <laughs> he's a he's a they should find his dumb ass for that. To be honest with you, bro, hey, that <laughs> they should find his dumb. Ass. I'd find the hell out hey, of him, bro. Hey, on a side note, I'm watching. I'm a uh, you know TV's on right. Yeah, and uh, I'm doing some shit, so I'm not. I'm not looking at the screen. I hear a guy talking, and they ask him about Nick Saban. He's like, yeah, you know what I. He was like, not here in the background when they asked about Coach Saban. He's like, yeah, that's definitely a guy that I go to, you know, for advice because, you know, he he understands me, you know, as well as anyone. I was like, who the fuck is this talking? Bro, it was Bill Belichick. I didn't I didn't recognize the the uh it was he's speech a clown, pattern. Bro. bro, I didn't recognize the diction. The brother was speaking clearly. And I was laughing because I was like, this dude's been mumbling the last 15 years and everybody's looking at me like that's normal. Yeah. This dude is so disgusted with the press. That he mumbles his way through interviews to try to get people not to interview now, I tell, him. I tell him some questions. That's what's all about. This the same media that got mad at Marshawn Lynch because the brother didn't want to talk. They they didn't get hey. mad. They they didn't get mad. They, oh, they, they assaulted him. They crucified him, and then his head coach decided to lose the Super Bowl because of it. But go ahead. Yeah, like hey, bro, listen, <laughs> he want to talk. He want to talk in these press. So we can't make him so, MVP. Man, no, yeah. yeah, so no Super Bowls for you. Yeah, he was gonna win a Super Bowl MVP. Oh. 
And they were, I'm sure somebody was like, ah, you know, it's going to be bad look for the league if he wins the MVP. So let's throw a pass yep. here. We'll get another touchdown for, uh, for Russell Wilson, and we'll give him the MVP. And, yep. you know, you lose. So there you go. What a but I digress. So listen, man. So, Roy, talk to me about why you think the Chiefs are going to win then, sir. I got no reasons, bro. I'm just going. I'm just going to roll with the okay. Chiefs. <laughs> I ain't there gonna lie go. to you. Hey, I ain't got the answer, sweat. Because listen, let me say hey, this. It sounds a lot like your Broner pick. Well, okay. but let me say this though, because this isn't. First of all, this isn't like a good Patriots team. I, I think that might be getting lost on this. Uh, in like the whole, this is like what it's like his eighth uh, AFC title game or some shit like that for um, for Brady. But this isn't like a a, a real uh, good Patriots. No, team. no, this would be his ninth, right? Because okay. they've been to eight Super okay. Bowls already. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm looking at like which this. is which is bizarre, by the way. Yeah, this is crazy. this the NFL. This ain't college. But like this, this is the NFL. This isn't this isn't like a real good rendition of the Patriots. This this Patriots squad, historically speaking, of, of over Tom Brady's tenure. This isn't one of their better teams. If this was one of their better teams, they're like, listen, bro, Patriots. But this is a team Roy, I think so is. You, are, you, are you making a case that Brady's the GOAT? I mean, because you, you just said a lot of stuff right now. You know, what are you saying, Roy Matt? I'm not saying shit about Brady. Um, I don't, I'm saying I, I don't think that's this exactly one. what it's not. You just said it's the worst team they've ever had, and yet I, they're no, in a whoa, position whoa, to get to another whoa, Super Bowl. Whoa! So two things. One, I didn't say this is the worst team they ever had. That's hey, what listen, did you say? Clear I, up on. <laughs> it was very clear. <laughs> it was very clear. I said this is and not one of their better. Right I said this is not one of the their better teams that they've had over his tenure. So in their Super Bowl era, you think this is the worst team they've ever had? I have to go back and look at their squads. I don't know. Um, but this but definitely probably, is not one right? of their. No, it, it is. It's definitely it's not one. Of, I'm saying. I'm saying it's not one of their better teams. <clears> but <throat> here's the reason why I, he can't be the goat. Because I keep telling everybody. I did. I did a damn PCR on this. I got. A, I don't know what day it was. I did a whole damn show by myself about how this shit's unfair with the Patriots. That damn division has been trash for 20 years. So you go. Uh, let's say you go five and one in the, in the division, right? You go five and one in the division, and then you just play 500 ball. That gets you to 10 and six. If you just play 500 ball the rest of the year, they're a decent team. So let's say they go 11 and five now. You get it's just stupid, bro. It's, it's it annoys the fuck out of me because of that trash ass division. But I think that has tell them how you really feel. I, I think that <laughs> I think that has a lot to do with it. You know what I'm saying? Because I I see kind of where you're going is that like yo, this is one of his worst teams, and he's still in the AFC title game. Well, shit. Yeah. But again, great. the way that the NFL works is. You get that bye week, then you get a game at home, which Foxborough is a tough place to play for what we just alluded to. You're playing outside now in these fucking bullshit elements in which you're not going to play in if you get to the Super Bowl. And plus, you know, and, you know, he is, he's not terrible. He's not a, a bad quarterback. He's a good quarterback. And so he's good. So now you, play, you get a home game. Then you get to the AFC title game. Now, a lot of those he was playing against Peyton Manning's old uh, fucking Alex Rodriguez ass. You know what I'm saying? Motherfucker can't play in the playoffs. But it is what it is, right? Um... I'm not taking them because I'm looking at that squad. I'm like, this is just not a good Patriots team, historically speaking. So I'm going to go with the home teams, bro. Listen, what say man. you, Cashaholic? Well, listen, man. Uh, it's real simple for me. Belichick now, and you Brady picked it, versus... Hold on. You picked against them last week, Cash. Let's remind yeah, the people. Yeah, that's my problem. You... <laughs> no. And I, and I apologize. And I apologize. So you said he to go. Self. You said he to go. Nah, not at all. Not okay. at all. I don't even think Brady's the best quarterback ever. I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, I think Brady's like fourth on my list in regards to the best quarterbacks ever. Real, real talk. 
Damn, you um, got him. Okay. I don't think I got him that high. Probably, probably lower than that, to be honest okay. with you. Okay, all right. Um, he's in your top 10, I'll, not your top awesome, awesome Dr. J listen, shit. I, I, listen, <laughs> I, I, this, I, well, because I watched a guy named Troy Brown play offense and defense, and no one gave a fuck. This guy, Troy Brown. In the NFL, and did it at a high level. In the NFL, <laughs> was playing starting receiver and defensive back in a nickel package and locking dudes up. And no one cared. I've watched the Willie McGinnises and the Ty Law-led teams, the Teddy Johnsons, the uh, the Teddy Brewskis. I'm not stupid. They got right? Corey the, Dillon uh, one year, and everybody was acting like it was no big deal. I was like, hey, bro. The, the Will Forks of the world, <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm not stupid. I've been watching the Patriots since they were holding, since they didn't get any holding calls versus the Rams in that Super Bowl, right? I've been watching And, and then the rule changed the next year. And then the rule changed. I watched the tough rule. And then I the rule the changed. I watched the quote unquote tough rule. The rule changed again. I watched Brady. I watched Brady get hurt. The rule changed again. I, I, I watched Spygate. The rule changed again. You dig? I didn't watch though. I'm not giving you the goat because you won. I'm looking at how you won, right? So I'll give Brady this, bro. The most clutch quarterback of this era, no doubt. Because I watched Peyton Manning fumble so many games away. I'm going to tell you why. Hey, hold on, hold on. I want to let you finish, but let me say this. Would he still be clutch? Would he still be considered, quote, unquote, clutch if those kickers missed those kicks? Absolutely not. All right. Uh, I'm just I'm, I'm making sure. I'm, okay. I'm with you on oh, that. No, no, I'm okay. with you now. I don't I'm give with you credit for, yeah. for, for getting you in field goal Okay. I'm, I'm with you now. Because, but hey, listen, because that's what Jim Kelly did, right? And no one says he's right. clutch. Okay, I'm with no you. One, hey, that, that's the greatest point ever, bro. Jim Kelly did the same stuff. <laughs> he did, hey, last week, uh, uh, Trubisky, or two weeks yep. ago, yep. Right? Trubisky was clutch. He drove his seat down the field. Guy missed the field goal. Yep. That's how the cookie crumbles. But the point is, I watched this. I've watched the Brady, uh, you know what I mean, career being cooked up. So I'll give Brady this. Brady never, in, in the biggest moment, I've never seen him waver. I've never seen him crumble under pressure, even when, you know, they beat Seattle. Although, like, bro, hand the football off, right? But Brady did yes. go all the way down against the Legion of Boom, right? And yep. got his team to position to win. So I will always give him credit for that. But I don't think he's the greatest quarterback ever. I honestly, I just don't. I've seen the talent of that quarterback. I've seen guys have to do way more with less. And, and I believe that Belichick's the greatest modern-day mind that football scene. I'm saying modern-day. Because, again, I don't know what Belichick is without the nuances of all the rules that got changed, right, in the midst of them winning. Because, bro, understand, and I know I'm going on a tangent, but if the tough rule shit doesn't happen, they don't get to the Super Bowl, right? If Adam Vinatieri misses a kick or two, they're not there. So, anyways, I'm taking – because I saw San Diego last uh, week, right <laughs> – Bert, I thought I still think San Diego was the most talented team in the AFC left in the, uh, in, in the NFL. They were manhandled at the line of scrimmage, which is a huge deal for me. It looked like the Patriots' defense found something within themselves physically, right? The Patriots have, you know, bro, Gilmore is the number one rated corner in the NFL right now. Hey, that's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you want to do. They got the best corner in the NFL on their team, right? Patrick Chung has always been a stable safety in this league. You know what he's been doing with the Patriots for over a decade, right? So what I'm saying is it looks like their defense is starting to get it. 
And offensively, they already beat these Chiefs, which mm-hmm. you would think the Chiefs would have an advantage. But I think the Patriots have gotten better since then. They beat San Diego. They had a much tougher task than what the Chiefs have. You and I agree with that. Yep. Now, the positive is the Chiefs won that game without throwing a touchdown, which can give Patrick Mahomes a little confidence that you don't have to do it all. Yep. Now, sorry for that big-ass rant I went on, people. Let me simplify this game. Tempo. I don't believe that at this juncture in his career, Patrick Mahomes has the, 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 the wherewithal and the know-how to control tempo. What you're going to see tonight is the Patriots controlling the tempo of the game. You're going to see methodical a team methodically going down the field with running backs catching the ball out of the backfield. James White had 15 receptions last week, right? You're going to watch guys, um, you know, in slants, crossing routes, bump, rub routes, et cetera, methodically going down the field and scoring. The Chiefs are a big play offense, bro. Now, if they can get D. Williams to run that football for five yards a carry, then all bets are off because now you can control tempo. You can do one or two things. I just don't think that right now, because the, the Chiefs are such explosive, such an explosive team, that they're going to be able to control the tempo. And I believe that at some point Mahomes is going to have to press because he's going to think, okay, I got to score. The Patriots, you know what I'm saying? We're down 13 to 7. I got to score. You get me? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So the best case scenario, Roy Mack, is that the Chiefs get up early. Let's say they score first. And now it's a score versus score game. Mm-hmm. I believe the Chiefs can win a shootout. But I don't believe they can win a tempo-type game. I believe that Belichick is just a better coach. I think he's the greatest coach of the modern-day era. Um, and I believe that Brady is on an effing mission right now, bro. The way they carved up those charges made me say, this is the best team in the NFL right now. You're not in the playoffs, off, Roy Mack. Forget your regular season record. Who have you been in the playoffs? And in the playoffs, the Patriots face the most stiff competition, right? And the reality is, is that cold weather, New England, easy money. Yeah, easy I, money. I just think in Kansas City, if they could, it's gonna. A lot of this is gonna depend on that first quarter because I do agree that if if the Patriots get up early, mm-hmm. it's tough. I think it's gonna be tough. But if yeah. Kansas City can score first or just score, I, yeah, I think Kansas yep. City can win. I think if Kansas City can score in that first quarter, I think they can win the football game. Um, I agree. Just because I think I think that team gets their confidence from Mahomes. So if he's able to, whether it's throwing it or just making some type of play, just making a play will give them confidence. And they've seen each other before. You know what I'm saying? For, for, for whatever it's worth, they've seen each other before. Now, let me ask you this. If they had Kareem Hunt, would that make a difference for you in your pick? Yeah, I, I would have the Chiefs winning if they had Kareem Hunt because they'd be able to, really control the team. I'd have confidence that not only can Kareem carry the ball, right, at a high clip uh, for a high, uh, you know, carry average, but I believe that he'd be able to exploit the Patriots linebackers in the passing game. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know this, I don't know this kid, this D Williams guy. I don't, I, you know, I know, you know what I'm saying? I know he had, you know, five yards of carry versus the Colts. I know he had five yards of carry versus the Colts. This ain't the Colts. Right, this is the greatest franchise in modern day, real talk, modern day sports, bro. Roy, they've been to eight Super Bowls. Uh, so eight. Is, so is LeBron James. Know, hey, so hey, so is LeBron most, James, man. Go ahead. And he's the goat. You know what? The, <laughs> you know what the you know what the most impressive thing has been about the Patriots. I was thinking about this other day. Not only have they been brought back to eight Super Bowls, 
Now, you could say they could have easily lost those, those Super Bowls, right? Right. That's cool. Bro, they could have easily won them all as well. They would never – I've never seen the Patriots on the big stages get blown out yeah. is what I'm telling you. Right, right, right. It just doesn't happen to have that kind of focus and consistency in the game of football. Bro, that's that, it's unprecedented. I don't know how they do it, bro. I honestly don't know well, how they I do it. I can tell you how they were doing it for a while. <laughs> Oh well, yeah, you know, we're gonna put these cameras on. <laughs> so exactly. Oh, yeah, I forgot about it. the. Hey, I forgot about the inflated football. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, did, hey, didn't that rule change? See, it's yeah. Good. So, <laughs> the, you know, the, NFL, the the Patriots are directly responsible for half a dozen rule changes in the NFL, which is bizarre because no other team has that to their resume. Roy, Roy, listen. The biggest rule change that the Patriots caused. Uh, or two, right? Because it's the you can't tackle the quarterback low thing, which affects the way you 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 try to tackle the quarterback, which inherently gives them the ability to to shake off a lot of defenders, right? Because right. you can't just go in and tackle. You got to think about okay, I gotta where I'm hitting the bad, yeah. Right, like bro, you ain't got time to do all that shit. But the most important rule they changed was that after that Rams Super Bowl, where they didn't get called for any pass interference penalties, yeah. right, for holding the entire game, the Rams had the most explosive team, yada, yada, yada. The Rams should have won that game running away, but the Patriots were allowed to hold, literally. Go mm-hmm. watch the game. The very next year, the NFL was like, yeah, man, we can't have people holding like that no more. <laughs> and then the Patriots went to the spread offense and came over. I'm like, yo, this shit's sick. The yo. Patriots took advantage of the new rule yeah, change rule. That, that shit is crazy. <laughs> that they caused. The Patriots, hey, hold on. So they beat the Ravens in the AFC title game, which they should have lost, with a lineman being an eligible receiver because of a loophole in a rule, right? The 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 uh the ref never did acknowledge that that lineman was eligible because the Patriots found a loophole in the rule. The lineman was eligible. They scored on that play. They end up winning by like five, right? Hey, the next year they changed that rule. So what we we up to like eight rule changes now, bro. So we need to do a um We might have to do a show it, just on all these. Yeah, about to say we gotta create our own little like, you know what I'm saying, show. That's for, crazy. You know, bro. I, yes, they changed the rule the next year, but they got to the they got got to the Super Bowl and won it. it, it it's unbelievable. It, it, it's crazy because like you said, I mean, yeah, you can change it moving forward, but at the time, <laughs> like you can't do nothing now. You know what I'm saying? Well, bro, Charles Woodson is still rolling over in his grave right now because of that tough move. I don't think Charles Woodson will ever get over that, bro, because they were going <laughs> to win that Super Bowl. The Raiders, see, and look, now John Gruden, right, goes into the booth after that. But the Raiders were probably going to win that Super Bowl. Yeah, Real yeah. talk. They had a loaded team, bro. They went, Think about it, Roy. They were so great of a team. They went into three, you know, three inches of snow in Foxborough, right? And had the Patriots on ropes, fam. And the, and the NFL let them off the hook. They did let them off the hook, dog. So you're going Tom Brady tonight uh, yep. in the uh, in the evening game. That should be a good one, man. We'll see what happens there. Let's get ready to get the hell up out of here. But before we go, before we go, <laughs> we did a show uh, here on PCR. Um, gosh, it's been beginning right before the NBA season started. We did a show about when they announced – that Boogie Cousins was going um, to the Warriors. And mm-hmm. we talked about what that meant, not only for Boogie Cousins, but <laughs> for, the, for the NBA. <laughs> hey, we talked about this July 20, 2018, by the way. Just and, to let people know, we, we, we've been on this shit, man. And, hey, man, like and subscribe, man. We've been on no this doubt. shit, man. And no one uh, – and people were making it seem like, oh, man, they got another good player. And no, 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 no. They were already the – Overwhelming favorite to win the, to win a championship because of well 
Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, Steph Curry, and Klay Thompson. And so that made them already the overwhelming favorite. The Western Conference starters in the All-Star yeah. game. But go ahead. And then they added a guy who was what, – what, what was he going last year? 28-12, uh, and 12, something like that? Yeah, 28-12. They added him to the team. Now, 28 28 and 12. Now, me and you both thought, yes, he would come back and contribute. And once he came back and contributed, yeah, it was a wrap for everybody. It was a wrap anyway, but it was going to make it even more of a wrap. But we thought that he would come back at best case scenario, man, a couple, a few weeks maybe after the All-Star break. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe even yep. – I was thinking maybe even like right before the playoffs, right? Yes, sir. Well, <laughs> we're, he's we're in January, <laughs> and he's already back. <laughs> and in 14 minutes – he had himself a good game already <laughs> in his first little his first little night out. What he go three for four behind from the three, three point line? Yeah, from that's just yeah, from I three. Think, hey, I, I think people thought I think people forgot he could actually shoot the three ball. But yeah, you know. you know, so um, you know, this was actually like the NBA season to this point was actually like kind of entertaining. James Harden was doing some stuff. OKC's playing well. Paul George looking good. Um, Jimmy, right. Jimmy Butler's over there. He's playing real the good. The Toronto Raptors, the, the are Raptors man, Kawhi Leonard. It was like, man, yeah. I, was, I was having a real good time watching NBA. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, <laughs> and now um, you were fooled. And now Boogie Cousins came back. And I was like, oh fuck, I forgot he was coming back. I didn't think he was coming back this early. And look how good he looks. The dash is Digi. My cousin is Boogie. <laughs> and, you know, look. You know, listen. I, I'm not even sure if at this point cause I know before people were. I think people thought the way I thought that man Boogie. If when he comes back, you know, we got to see how he's going to be. This son of a bitch is so far ahead of schedule. I'm now thinking, hey. I'm thinking now, I don't know if everybody's doctors were checking him out. I don't know if he had a full Achilles tear. I'm like, what the fuck did he have, bro? Now, I remember in July, I got a hell of a memory. In July of uh, 2018, there was a guy on this show by the name of Cash who said that that injury meant absolutely nothing to him. And that not only was he confident that Boogie Cousins was going to recover 100%, that this whole season was a waste. That, that dude, hey, get that dude back on his show. That guy knows what he's talking about. Now, here's about. the problem. I tried to told y'all. No. We, I don't tried know no what, we don't know how that Achilles is going to nope. be moving forward. Hey, I know. You, and you can talk about if it holds up 10 years from now. No, I'm, Listen, not, I'm talking about this I, season. I'm not talking about 10 years. I'm talking about cool. right now. Hey, that's cool. I tried to told y'all. That this was not a big deal. This ain't 1914 anymore. Technology is caught up. Boogie's not an above-the-rim guy. Terrell Suggs came back from an Achilles tear, which he really almost missed an entire season. I think he came back super fast. I think yeah, he, he did missed like nine, nine weeks. But Skip Bayless was like, bro, how? And I was saying, how? You're 280. You run a damn 4'6", 4'5", you're 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 planting your DN, bro. You gotta dig in every play. You got three hundred pound linemen pushing on your Achilles tendon every play. How in a, in, a, in a the most physical sport we have is, is football. How was he able to do that? So when I looked at Boogie and I compared it to Terrell Suggs, I didn't compare it to Dominique like people thought. I was really looking at Terrell like, well, bro, if Terrell's good, and so I believe he's gonna be good. This season was over anyways. Right. I just right. Hope, I just hope yeah, let's make no mistake. It's over anyway. <laughs> so I just hope that Boogie Cousins, I hope that he takes that game in stride. He don't rush back and try to do nothing. Hey, listen, just be Zaza Pachulia and JaVel McGee, and you're gonna win a title in uh, I don't know, six games at the most. Get you a title, Boogie. F the NBA, because like Roy was trying to say, 
No one did their evaluations correctly. Yeah, I don't no think they one did, Googled. bro. Roy Mack, I told you the Lakers should have went after him. And now looking at it, the Raptors should have absolutely went after him. Well, but they and can still get him, though, because the, the Warriors can't re-sign him. No, no, no. I'm talking about this year. I'm not talking about that. I'm I don't you. know what's going on this year. Yeah, the but, Warriors never re-signed him. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying this year, Roy Mack, think about it, bro. If Boogie Cousins was in a Raptors jersey this year or a Celtics jersey this year, right, that's a big deal, bro. That what that does now is that makes these the Eastern Conference obviously way more like you know you're looking at those teams coming out of the East like bro they have a legitimate chance at beating the Warriors like real talk with the depth that the Celtics have and the depth that the Raptors have and the superstar power that both teams have they would have a legitimate shot to take the Warriors to seven but, because the Warriors with all that talent are a finicky team and you know this Roy Mack as well as I do in the finals. For some reason, Steph Curry just forgets that oh, he's a great shooter. Of just, just once playoff start. In the playoffs. Just right, once playoff start, yeah. I'm, I'm saying the finals because they're going to yeah. go to the finals. Oh, or make, don't hey, make no mistake. You did? But I'm just saying, <laughs> though. No mistake. My, yeah, my point, the point I'm making, Roy Mack, is that I told you, just get him on your roster. But I you don't can get give a damn. But he's got to go somewhere next season anyway, though, right? Like, yeah. nobody yeah. picked okay. him up, so he's got to still go yeah. somewhere. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't think any of those teams really, quote-unquote, lost anything by not picking them up. Oh, I do. I think they lost a legitimate shot at upsetting the Warriors. I, I honestly do. But what do. I'm saying is that I, they're going to get them next year. You can still get them next year. You, you don't think they have Roy, the same shot next year? Roy, Roy, the Celtics ain't about to be the same currently assembled team next year. Kyrie's in the free agency, sir. You I'm know you. this. No, I, I'm, I'm with hey, you. Hey, Kawhi Leonard ain't staying in Toronto. If you're Toronto, you got to do everything you can. You dig? Toronto? You kidding me? <laughs> they already lost. Bro, they already lost DeMar DeRozan. It, well, they lost him. They traded him, they right? Already, because they they didn't lose him. He wanted to stay. <laughs> they shipped his ass hey, This is my point, right? Because they were like, hey, dog, we just, you know, we, we hit our ceiling. Okay, cool. So you win a gamble on Kawhi. It's a 90% chance that Kawhi's not staying, right? Right. So now you're without a Kawhi. You without uh, DeMar DeRozan, obviously. You have no wing star on your team. You're about to go back into mediocrity in, in the East. You dig? You're, you're in Toronto. Bro, make a splash. Go get Boogie Cousins. The Celtics, y'all got 100 pieces. Y'all got 100 pieces. Man, just put Boogie on the roster, man. That's a cold world. Roy, what I'm telling you is that there was no chance anyways for me that anybody's going to beat these Warriors. Exactly. But, yeah. if there were, hey, but if there was going to be some type of glimpse of hope, Roy Matt, if there was going to be a light at the end of the tunnel, I, I would have I been interested to see Boogie Cousins with those Celtics or the Raptors this year. That would have been intriguing. It's sir. interesting, though, because it, that would have been intriguing. Had we known that he was going to come back before the All-Star break, um, I might have had a different take because, like I said, when we did that show, we were thinking best case scenario sometime a little bit after the All Star break, maybe even right before the playoffs. Right. And right. so, for me, with that thought in mind, I'm thinking, you know, if you because understand, if he goes to the teams that you named in the East, mm -hmm. they're, they're going to need him to be able to hoop. They're not going to need him. See, yeah. the Warriors, like you said, basically need him to be Zaza Pachulia with a three pointer. Right? <laughs> right. They don't right. even need him. They, they don't even need him to win a championship. He's just kind of icing on the cake. If he goes to Boston or if he goes to Toronto, they need him to hoop. They, they might not need 28 and 12, but they need numbers, right? He got to be able to hoop. Yeah. And if yeah. he's coming and, and, back. And Roy, I told you then, but I'm telling you now, I'm willing to risk it. You know, five, what do you got, five million? 
Come on, man. But I'm saying if he's if we were come on, my man. thought process was he'll come back probably at the end of the year. Now you got to try to integrate him into the team, and I, you know it it would have been a gamble. Yeah, you you it think it too a, much? No, Listen, it would have been a, book you on your roster. It would have been get a gamble. It would have been a gamble, and then yeah. and then you and and you know you see what happens. Uh, you know it would have been yeah, worth the shot. It's not but, like you look look. It's not like you have to lose assets to get him. Because listen, it's a bunch of guys on rosters getting paid a lot of money. Who's the big homie in uh? Who's the big homie in Houston, bro? Yeah, but, but the thought process would be though that you would basically be just paying them to have your your staff rehab him, and then he goes somewhere else next year. No, no. You think the that he would have stayed? You think that he would have stayed anywhere that that had picked him up? No, no, no. My set, what okay. I'm saying is my thought process is he's gonna be ready by the playoffs, and let's 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 take a run at this thing. You're the Raptors, Roy. You're one player, Lou. You you're one player away, bro, from being NBA mediocrity once again. If they lose Kawhi, all oh, this little fun, you know, uh, foreigners. I got a bunch of foreign players and all that little Kyrie, Kyle Lowry shit. Boy, that shit about to flop real quick when they lose Kawhi Leonard. Make no bones about it. I mean, I, I feel what you're saying. It's, it's just like, I feel what you're saying. Just give it, give it a shot. You know. Well, because, boy, if you're those type of teams. Like, what are you doing? Like, bro, let me ask you this. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard leaves the Raptors. This is rhetorical, by the way. Do they have a shot at doing anything now if he leaves? No. This is your window right now. You know you only got Kawhi but to for your a year, point, though, much. But to your point, that you, the, 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 the elephant in the room, no one has a shot against the Warriors, realistically speaking. Right. But I'm saying, and the reason you trade Averroy, the reason you traded DeMar DeRozan, though, who wants to be there, by the way, who is the all-star, right. who is the greatest player in the history of your franchise, right? The reason that you get – talking about longevity, I don't think he's better than Vince, but you know what I mean? Right, I think right, right, right. I'm with you. Know, you. It's close. It's, he ain't like, you know. But the point is, is that you got rid of DeMar because you do believe going forward you have a formula to win ultimately. So that's why you go get Boogie because you already gambled and got rid of uh, DeMar. So now you got to throw all your chips on the table. Once you get a DeMar DeRozan out of there and you trade for Kawhi, who has one year left, who everybody's saying wants to be in L.A., okay, well, you're gambling effort. It's a, you know what I mean? Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, that's the one team that I think that you can make a good argument for doing it. Your argument, I think, works for maybe that one team. Yeah, because, But that, I think that's the only team that makes sense for it with, with your argument because they've already made a gamble with, with, with Kawhi. They've already gambled. They're already gambling. This right. season's a gamble anyway. So I'm with you. Yes, sir. I'm with you. With, I'm with you with that particular team. I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't buy that argument with any other team, but because that team is already – they already went um, – what's, well, yeah. what's my name? Is it Jim Tressel? I already went Jim yeah, Pressel, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, hey, if you want in, get in. If you want out, hey, get yeah, out. Hey, hey, all my chips on the table. <laughs> yeah. You, you so, want in, yeah, get in. Because they already went all in because, like you said, once Kawhi Leonard leaves, now, you, now you're going back to the lottery. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I, and I, you I, want to looking at that now, Looking at that now, that makes sense. Although, again, you know, I guess, I mean, you, you throw them on there and see what the fuck happens, but nobody's beating the goddamn Warriors. They could, now, the what they could have done is that they, they could have, quote unquote, gotten to the finals and maybe sold that to their, to their fan base today. We got to the finals, man. Kawhi's the bad guy because he wanted to leave. We had a Absolutely. team. You know what I'm saying? Hey, so they could have sold yeah, that to the fan base. That's my point. And the thing is, bro, is that in the end But of that's the, the day, only team that I see that that makes sense for, though. I don't think that makes sense for the Lakers. I know we talked about the Lakers back in July. We talked about other teams. I don't think that that argument makes sense for those because those teams can now just go get them this year. Now they, they, they can get a chance, take a look at him. Like, how does he look? He looks good. All right, cool. Let's go and sign him now. Yeah, hey, listen, twenty six and twelve, I, twenty eight and twelve. I don't know what's going on 
with the NBA where they don't want 28 and 12, <laughs> but they paid, hey, but they paid the dude who was averaging 20 and 8. You know, they gave this guy a fucking $24 million a year contract. Well, and, uh, and that's going to be the, and that's going to be the other part of, that's going to be the other part of Boogie is that he's a max deal guy. So, Oh, he whoever is a picks, max deal guy. That's what I'm saying. No that's what I'm saying. He's a max deal guy. So whoever does get him next year, um, you know, you coming off that paper, and rightfully so, yeah. and rightfully well, so. Twenty-eight, twelve. But again, like, bro, what are we talking about? Again, if, yeah. I, if I'm now, I think I'm smarter than a lot of these GMs because they try to tell me that that a lot of these Duke players are good, and I keep telling them that that they're not in the NBA. But you know, that's neither here nor there. I will say this. If I'm talking about me, I'm not talking about any of these other GMs. If I'm in that position, I'm looking at this like, if we're going to pay this guy, what's, what's going to be like $250 million, something like that? I don't know what the numbers are. It's, yeah, it's, it's something like it's, that. It's, it's, it's like 30 a year. Yeah, it's big money, right? Yeah. Hey, shout out to these owners because that lets you know how much profit they're no making off these players. But I, I'm, but I digress. I'm going to sit back and say, okay, let me see. You know, because listen, nobody's beating the fucking Warriors this year. The chance to, beat the, to, to, to win a championship anyway is going to be next year because I think the Warriors are going to have some internal shit that's going to happen. Um, that's right. going to basically hit the reset button on the NBA. Which, at, at least that's wishful thinking for me right now, right? Because I just want to, I just want other people to have a shot. <laughs> you dig? Um, right. And so you get a chance to look at him right now, man. Say, you know what? Okay, cool. He is good. He's back. Everything's good with him. All right, cool. Let's give him this two hundred fifty million. Let's try to win a chip. I actually wanted to see what him and Anthony Davis could have done, um, but you know, whatever happened with that. But you know, I. I still have a thing where I think I know everybody else doesn't think he can work. I think two bigs in this NBA can stay. Those two bigs. Let me say that. My God. <laughs> let me say that. Yeah. I think those two bigs in this NBA can work. Think about it. They want. And, they, and, they let, be, and let me say this, Roy. Like this, this whole notion that like this doesn't work, that don't work. Like based on what? I don't know. I mean, we, I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, what I don't know. <laughs> show me the team that has this that they're not winning. Because everybody keeps telling me is that like, hey, yeah, man, you got two threes in this league. I'm looking around like, why? Well, and that's and that's no, a, a part of the problem because now no, you got you motherfuckers who bro. can't shoot threes shooting threes. Right. Like, no, you don't. You have to maximize what you do best. You can't just make guys because they keep telling me, Giannis, his problem, Giannis Antetokounmpo, his problem is, you know, he, he didn't shoot threes good. Bro, everybody doesn't have to be a goddamn three-point shooter. <laughs> yeah. They hey they want to convince me that Kevin Garnett wouldn't be great in this league, or or can I say Kevin Garnett because he had a little range? Let's Kim go with Duncan. Shaq. No, let's, let's say Shaq. He's <clears throat> a big, huge motherfucker. They told me Shaq wouldn't work because he couldn't play. I'm like he just he just would dunk the ball. Bro, every time. they they would convince you that Wilt Chamberlain couldn't play. Yeah, I'm like bro, like so in this NBA. Hey, with, hold with, on, but but uh, what's your boy Towns and uh, Towns? Yeah, I'm saying like, Towns, man, stop. All these man. dudes are lighting the ass. I'm just gonna throw the ball to Shaq every time, and he's gonna average 50 points on dunks. I'm gonna take my hey, chances, bro. bro. Hey, Roy, Roy Mack, and the funny thing is the guys that can, quote-unquote, stroke it a little bit, they making like two threes a game. That's they what I keep telling like people. They, yeah. Stop. NBA scores are not 215 to 210, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, right, yeah. bro. It's the same scores. Like, <laughs> yeah. stop it, bro. Everything is just overblown. When Steph Curry goes 8 for 10, then they want to convince me that if you can't go 8 for 10, then, you know, like, no, bro, that's not everybody's game. All right, man, let's get ready to get the hell up out of here. Talk to me, though, before we get off this Warriors thing. Um, here's my question I have for you. Does anybody have a shot to win a game against the Warriors in the playoffs? No. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 they do because the Warriors, <laughs> they I'm not talking about cute. a series. We're not going to have that conversation. I'm just talking about a game. Well, How I, many games yeah, do, do you they, think they, that they, they would they, lose? They're going, the Warriors don't have a killer mentality like that because – 
what happens is Steph Curry starts like dribbling behind his back and like shit goes out of bounds and Clay Thompson has an off night, right? And then you end up beating him in a game, right? And then you think like, hey, man, this team has a chance. They beat him by 20. And then the Warriors will come back and like, won't, you won't win another game. So, yeah, they, they, they can – listen, right. the Warriors just don't have the mentality to get you out of there, bro. That's just not what they Two do. questions, two questions, and then we out. One is this. Give me the over-under on how many games you'll think they'll lose in the playoffs this year. Man, I had to see the matchups, but I think that I don't, that, I don't, I don't see them. I don't see them sweeping anybody. I'm gonna be honest with you. Mm, so you got them losing at least. So that's four right. You got them losing at least four games. Yeah, because it's not the talent. Obviously, they just don't go in and get people out of there. That's not what they do. So with I, that being I, said, here's my second yeah. question: If they were to not win the championship, do they immediately? Because they already they already lost the championship going seventy three and nine. Now, if this yeah. team does not win a championship, which team would be the greatest? Uh, Cause I, I I go I'm on record as saying I still got the Patriots. I, I still go on record got the as, Patriots. I'm on record as saying 73 and nine, then being up three one and losing. To me, that is the greatest. That's the greatest collapse in sports history. history. Yeah, you yeah, you, yeah, you well, win 73 yeah. and nine, you up three one, yeah. and you lose. Um, yeah. Can this team overtake that? I, by that's not what you're saying, basically. Yeah, because I'm yeah, thinking yeah. like. The yep. only way for me they could is if they didn't make the finals. Like, if they lose in, like, the conference finals, I'm like, you know, what the fuck's going on? Now? My God, <laughs> that'd be the biggest. Now, that would be the biggest failure in the history of sports right there. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, listen, that, yeah. If so, yeah, bro, win. they got Roy. Roy they, they're, they're, rolling, <laughs> they're rolling out the Western Conference All-Star team. I'm with you. What are we talking about here? That's why that's I'm not having a conversation team, about who's like, winning the championship. We know who's oh, winning the championship. It's just about how they're going to win. Away. Let me say something going away. Because I'm getting tired of this Anthony Davis suck-off fest. Uh-oh. Right? Yeah, I, I am. Because don't tell me you're in love with Anthony Davis and then you take him over everybody in the league, right? But when I mention Boogie Cousins, people get on and like, oh, yeah, he's pretty good. No, he's not pretty good. He puts up virtually the same numbers as Anthony Davis. He has a better three-point shot than Anthony Davis. He's not as good on the defensive end, obviously, which is what makes Anthony Davis next level. Right. Um, you know, above, uh, you know, 99% of the players in the NBA. But Boogie Cousins, whoever you like, is as good or better than that person, bro. Understand who the Warriors have on their roster. They have the Western Conference starters. Wasn't Boogie – we had this conversation last year. Wasn't Boogie Cousins picked first or second in that little all-star draft they did? I don't remember. I don't remember. I think that – yeah, I, I want to say he was, it was AD and then Boogie or something like that. The point I'm making – or maybe it was Boogie first. The point I'm making is that his peers regard him as one of the oh, bosses. Of bosses. His statistics, 28-12, tells you he's one of the bosses. You can like Carl Anthony Towns. You can like Joel Embiid. Okay, you can take all them brothers, right? The only player that plays low post that I can definitively say that I'll take over Boogie is AD. After that, I you know I, I, I might just take my chances. Yeah, I, I mean Boogie Boogie Cousins can fit in the Celtics offense. He can fit in the Rockets high volume three point shooting offense. He's going to fit obviously in the Warriors offense. He can fit in the Lakers. Like bro. This guy is an—he's a a a, a first-team, second-team All-NBA player, not talent, player. That's where he belongs. So it's just—I'm seeing people 
put Anthony Davis in such a high upper echelon as if Boogie wasn't playing on the same team, putting up the same numbers. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Y'all gotta know. Y'all gotta fucking watch sports, man. Y'all gotta sit down. I know y'all y'all do a lot of Instagram and y'all watch a lot of highlights, <laughs> but y'all gotta y'all gotta really watch these games. I don't think y'all really understand who Boogie Cousins is, man. Yeah. Real talk. Yeah, and and I do, and that's why this NBA season has <laughs> officially ended the other day. Listen, it was well, a good yeah, run, it was man. already over, but it's like yeah. now no lapses. Yeah. Right now it's like, now well, they might sweep the finals now. Yeah, yeah. he might sweep the finals. Now it's like, you know, it's just about how bad we want to beat people now. You know what I'm saying? Um, because oh, yeah. he, he's going to make up for any of those little deficiencies or any of that. Now, okay, you still got Billy. Because listen, now they, cause they, the, the big thing this year was that, oh, Draymond Green's not making shots. Well, we can actually sit Draymond Green down. We're cool because we got Boogie fucking cousin. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, who? Yeah, man, sit his ass down, right? <laughs> and, 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 Roy, and Roy Mack, I'm just looking forward to next uh you know next summer man i think it's gonna be a hell of a free agency looking forward to it we'll see what happens man let's get up out of here dog pcr we'll holler at y'all next time man make sure you rate comment subscribe fuck with us we back uh next sunday we'll see what happens in the nfl um we're definitely gonna probably going on some more boxing some more big fights coming up we might talk i, I might have to say something about zion williams and duke next week i don't know man because i'm on my tracy mcgrady stuff, hey, not dog. me I'm on my hey, Tracy McGrady, dog. I typically yeah, only, talk about, hey, man, only talk about professionals, dog. Uh, yeah, <laughs> listen, I'm with T-Mac, man. Don't talk to me about no dude playing or no college basketball on a stacked team. I, I can't wait till he get drafted first overall. Then we're going to have a real convo. All right, man. We out of here, man. I holler.